It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at MIDI Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Go be again and again if you like Email. Good day, Holly. <laughs> what? <laughs> and this is our first podcast of 2022. It is. Woohoo! New year, new beginnings, fresh start, all the cheesy stuff. It has been 392 days since I was paid last. What? Because you get paid like mid December. Oh, yeah. I thought you, I, I took that in the literal sense. I was like, what? No. You, you know, I, I, I'm. So literal, right? Yeah. And I'm getting worse as I'm getting older. Yeah. I'm getting so bad at it. You are. I'm very... And I don't understand why I take things so literally. I don't know. I don't know. I just like... Like I, I've just been, what, living off the land for the last <laughs> year? And I'm like, you've not been paid for 392 days. <laughs> oh my God. Did I tell you that this is how literal I am? This is the most embarrassing story I've got in my locker. So when I worked in Woolies when I was younger, right, I worked at the record bar. Yeah. Where, you know, you bought your CDs and whatever else. Yeah. Back when those existed, everybody. <laughs> uh-huh. And I loved it. I loved it. It was mm-hmm. such a good, good, it was such a good gig. It was my first little job and stuff. I used to get all the new music first, yeah. get your hands in it first and play it and whatever else. Anyway, and change the charts every week. Loved it. Yeah. So one day I was working at the record bar and this, <laughs> this oh, no. guy came up to me and said... <laughs> He came up to me with a CD and he said to me, how long will this CD last? And I replied, forever if you take care of it. Oh no. (laughs) Rather than he meant in minutes. Yeah. (laughs) And he just went, what? (laughs) Oh my God. That is a fine example of how literal I am. And I was like, well, if you take good care of it, it'll last forever. <laughs> to be fair, he phrased it a bit weird, but yeah. And he was like, I meant, is it an hour? Is it an hour and a half? <laughs> Foolish. Oh. Anyway, we're witch murderer. Oh, we're witch murderer. <laughs> yes, we are. And we're in 2022. Woohoo! Woo-hoo. 
Now, I suffer from major January blues. I don't know about you. I hate January. Every year I say to myself, don't do it. Don't go down a rabbit hole. Yeah. But every year in January, I end up like I'm, I'm so blued out. I get real blues in January. I tend to, I mean, I feel it, but I tend to do projects. So uh-huh. I will like, I'll be like, okay, I am going to reorganize every plant I have or repot okay. every plant Which is I a have. lot. I, yeah. Well, no, they're, they're dwindling. I've killed a few. Oh. Or I will like organize all my photos or I will get storage things and good plan, do actually. this. And then I have something and it cleans it up as well. Yeah. And it's something to occupy your mind as well, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Or this is the first January where I've been a podcaster, so maybe that will help. Oh, yeah. That'll help yeah. because we'll have some that'll, like Yeah, because I have a do. focus. Yeah. But I'll, I always do like the usual, you know, where I've like, I feel like rubbish and I've ate too much shit yeah, and whatever yeah, else. Yeah. And I always think, oh, we'll start running a bit more. And that does pick me up. But I do, I do find that I'm, you're like, I do, I do find myself getting a bit flat. Yeah, January's a tough month. Like, you think for everyone? I mean, the reality of it is, I spent loads of money on Christmas. Yeah, I've put on lots of weight. Yeah, and now I've got a hill to climb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you think, and then it seems so long to like payday and oh stuff. Oh my god, it's so long. Like, I love that we get paid early in December. Mm-hmm. Because I'm always broke by December's payday because mm-hmm. oh fuck I'm broke already. I got paid like three days ago mm-hmm. because of Christmas. Yeah, you know, like you're you're spending all your money on Christmas. Mm-hmm. I've got so many extra bills because my car mm-hmm. decided to be a dick and all this other stuff going on. Yeah. So yeah, like it adds up really fast, and you're just like, oh yes, payday is in three weeks. Uh huh. But then it's like, oh no, but it's six weeks until your next payday, and you can't budget a week after your payday. Yeah, it, it's a it's a gruesome month, and I always yeah. feel guilty because. It's my firstborn's birthday at the end of January, like the love of my life, one of the loves of my life. Firstborn birthday, and I'm always like, oh, I've got a birthday in January. Well, now you (laughs) know how we all feel about your birthday in December. I know. I know. It is shit timing. It is. Um, You're so selfish. uh, I know. I blame my mum and dad. I mean, it wasn't my fault. What are you wanting this year for your birthday? Don't say nothing. Stop. (laughs) Don't be with that person. I don't know, actually. I, I what makes you know. happy when you open it? Um, is it food? Is it bath stuff? I love, yeah, I love relaxing stuff or food. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good. I love my bubble baths or yeah, you know, and I love to eat in a bubble bath. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Oh, there you go. <laughs> but I'm thinking I might not be too January blue this year because I might think, oh, wedding soon. Yeah, exactly. You've mm-hmm. got the wedding to look forward. So I'll to. be busy with that. Yeah. But yes, January is going to be good. I'm going to try and make it good. Excellent. And not a time of like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of have a bit more get up and go. And I've kind of got a busy January as well, socially, which is good. Yeah, because you're doing, I mean, your Christmas is lasting into January. So really, February Christmas should is going be right month. into January. Yeah. Because yeah. I've got like two Christmas nights out in January. Mm-hmm. And I think, is it, I've got two Christmas, I might have three Christmas nights out and a games night, I think. Oh my God. All in January. All in January. Wow. So soberness will start in February. (laughs) (laughs) And this week we are doing missionary murders, which was a topic that was suggested, wasn't it? It was. And I will talk to you about who suggested it with my episode. Okay. So it was a lovely listener's suggestive topic. And Mm -hmm. thank you again. And more proof that we do take it seriously and we do research. We do indeed. And it's a really good suggestion because it's something that I probably would never have thought of. Yeah. Which is really good. But again, you can explain and give the listener a shout out in your story. Yes. Yep. Cool. I'm going to start my episode with a man called Graeme Staines. 
Graham was born on the 18th of January 1941 in the Sunshine Coast suburb of Pamwoods in the Australian state of Queensland. Oh. I have not visited Oz. Have I you? will never. I probably won't do it until you, you can get there quicker. I won't do it until they don't have spiders. Yeah, that too. But I'm not comfortable with being in the air for a whole day. Mm, yeah, I get that. No, I haven't flown for two years now, probably. Oh yeah, no, and you I'm be going a to be like absolutely shit scared the next time I fly because I don't love flying anyway. Yeah, but being up in the sky for a whole day, I don't think I could do unless I was like medicated. I seriously, think the longest flight I've done or is... like intoxicated. I think my longest flight was from like the west coast of Canada to London. That was probably my longest one, and it was long. I've only, I think, mine's is like. Florida, the Bahamas, mm-hmm. like nine, ten hours. Yeah, yeah. I suppose yeah. Jamaica was about that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was okay on them because you like that, that's the kind of film we. That's the kind of thing we think. I watch three films when I'm, yeah. I'm there. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. Yeah. Anyway, massive slides here, sidetracked. But I've heard of Australia's beautiful. My mum's best friend lives there, and I've always wanted to go and visit her because I've not seen her for a long time. Right, and I've known people to visit various parts of it, which just look beautiful. Okay. And I would love to visit. I think I think it's one thing I would definitely like to cross off the list. I just, my friend Emma, she, she used to work in mines and stuff in Australia. Uh-huh. And she's just talked to me about like the size of the spiders and stuff like that. And yeah. the fact that like you can see it, like it's it's across the yard and you can see it coming towards yeah, you. Yeah, and hear it probably as and well. And hear it. Yeah, that, that's not, that's that not something that sits me. well with me. <laughs> no. I mean, I, I, I go into like a panic if I can hear like a bee or a wasp in this country. I know, I know. Yeah, that's not cool. Okay, yeah. let's take it off the list. Okay, <laughs> done. Graham started working in Odisha in, in India in 1965 uh-huh. as part of an evangel. How do you say? Evangelical. Evangelical. I always get mixed up with that. Evangelical missionary organisation caring for people who had leprosy Aww. and looking after the tribal people in the area who lived in abject poverty. Okay. However, some Hindu groups allege that during the time he lured or forcibly coerced many Hindus into believing the Christian faith. The Wadwa Commission found that although some tribals had been baptised at the camps, uh-huh. there was no evidence of forced, questions, con- forced conversion. Sorry. Okay. Graham met his wife Gladys in June 1981 while they both worked together taking care of leprosy pa- patients in the mission field. Uh-huh. Not too long after that, they decided to get married in 1983, and together they had three children, a daughter, Esther, and two sons, Philip and Timothy. During the course of his work, Graham had managed to assist in the translation of part of the Holy Christian Bible into the language of the whole people of India, which included his cross-checking the work with the entire manuscript of the New Testament, okay. though it is largely believed his main focus was on his ministry to the lepers. Okay. It was reported that he could speak the Odea language fluently and was popular among the patients whom he'd managed to cure. All right. So he's out there of his own free will doing his good work. Uh-huh. High fives to Graham and his family. Yes. In addition to this, it was also reported that he used to teach people how to make mats and baskets out of rope, grass and tree leaves. Okay. So bless, he's keeping, he's keeping people in the tribes occupied, keeping their brains ticking over, learning, helping them. Very good. Is... Was he just literally off on his own or was he backed by the church to do this? Backed by the church, as far okay, as I know, good. yeah. Good. On the 22nd of January 1999, Graham attended a jungle camp in Manoharpur. 
don't, again, don't quote me. Amen. Um, which right was an me. annual gathering for Christmas. Uh, uh, for Christmas? <laughs> no, it's Christians, not Christmas. See, I'm still, I'm still on Christmas. I know. It's going to take a while. Yes, it's going to take a while to get it out of my system. An annual gathering for Christians in the area to congregate for a conference and discuss their beliefs in a social setting. The camp was on the border between tribal villages and located within the district of Odisha. He was travelling to the village of Kendujar with his sons, who were on a break from their schooling. They were schooled in another area in southern India. Okay. When they decided to take a break from their journey towards the jungle camp and elected to spend the night in a village called Manoharpur. Mm-hmm. Sleeping in the vehicle due to the severe cold at the time. So they just thought they'll wrap up in the car, mm-hmm. have a wee night in there, it'll be mm-hmm. fine. His wife and daughter did not accompany them in the journey, having decided to remain behind in their town in southern India. Okay. A mob of about 50 people, armed with axes and other implements, attacked the vehicle while Graham and his sons were fast asleep. They set the vehicle alight, trapping them inside and burning them to death. Oh my God. Graham and his sons had awakened and apparently tried to escape, but were prevented from doing so by the angry mob of vigilantes. Were these people out just to get them? I think so. Oh, wow. The murders were widely condemned by religious and civic leaders of the time, along with politicians and journalists. The US-based Human Rights Watch Group accused the Indian government of failing to prevent violence against Christians Mm -hmm. and for exploiting the sectarian tensions that existed at the time for their own political gain. Right. Then Prime Minister of India condemned the ghastly attack and called for swift action in catching the killers. Published reports stated that the church leaders alleged the attacks were carried out at the behest of the hardline Hindu organisation seeking revenge for what they perceived to be forced conversions to the tribal and to the Christianity. Okay, okay. In her affidavit before the commission on the death of her husband and two sons, Gladys Staines said, The Lord God is always with me to guide me and to help me try to accomplish the work of Graham but I sometimes wonder why he was killed and what also made his assassins behave in such a brutal manner on the night of the 22nd and 23rd of January 1999. It is far from my mind to punish these persons who were responsible for the death of my husband and two children, but as my desire and hope they will repent and be reformed. A trial court in, oh my goodness, Indian town names, I can't see them. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, (laughs) India. I'm trying my best. A trial court in Bubainswar, the capital of Odisha, sentenced the convicted ringleader of the vigilante mob called Dara Singh to death by hanging for the killing of Graham and the two sons. Wow, okay. In 2005, the Odisha High Court commuted the sentence to life imprisonment. Okay. The Supreme Court upheld the High Court decision on the 21st of January 2011 and explained that the case on hand, although Graham and his two minor sons were burnt to death while they were sleeping inside a station wagon, the intention was to teach a lesson to Graham about his religious activities, namely converting poor tribals to Christianity. All these aspects had been correctly appreciated by the High Court and modified the sentence of death into life imprisonment, with which we concur. The court stated, Our concept as a state will have no religion. The state shall treat all religions and religious groups equally and with equal respect without in any manner interfering with the individual right of religion, faith and worship. Okay. The court also said, it is undisputed that there is no justification for interfering in someone's beliefs by way of use of force, provocation or conversion. Mm-hmm. So, 
So they're basically saying like he was in the wrong for trying to convert people. Yep. And, and that's why they've just sentenced from they've went from the death yeah. penalty to life in prison. Yeah. But there is no proof that he forcibly coerced anyone into anything. No. Dismissing the Central Bureau of Investigation's plea for the death penalty, the ERISA High Court's findings that the crime did not fall under the rarest of rare category. In its 76-page judgment, the court came out strongly against the practice of conversion. Mm-hmm. However, four days later, the Supreme Court of India, in a rare move, expunged its own comments with regards to conversions from the verdict. Okay, interesting. Exactly. This was perhaps done due to severe media criticism surrounding the case. Yes. Leading editors, media groups and civil society members from across the country signed a statement taking strong exception to the Supreme Court's observations that the killing of Graham and his two children was intended to teach the Australian missionary a lesson for preaching and practising conversion. Yeah. The least, of, uh, the, the least of these is a film made about the story of Graham Staines and was released in 2019. Okay. Graham's widow Gladys continued to live and work in India caring for those who were poor and were affected by leprosy until she returned home to her native, native country of Australia in 2004. In 2005, she was awarded the fourth highest honour a civilian can receive in India, the Padma Shri, in recognition for her work in Odisha. In 2016, she received the Mother Teresa Memorial International Award for Social Justice. Aww. And good for her. And this tragic story all came from Wikipedia. That was sad. It's so horrible that a, a man and his two sons were burned to death. I don't, you know, like... they're All, I, all in the name of religion. Well, and it always is in the name of religion. It's just it's so complicated. And whether he, I don't, I don't, I don't believe that he would have forcibly coerced people into changing religion. Maybe not forcibly, but there is something to be said for targeting vulnerable groups mm. who really need food, really mm. need help, and are possibly don't necessarily want to change faith, but feel they need to in order to receive the help. Yeah, that's true. You know, there is a bit of, there is a bit of coercion there Mm. in regards to who he was targeting. However, was he doing something that deserved death? Absolutely not. No. And to die like that with your children, that there's just nothing that justifies that. I know. And like, I mean, his wife and his daughter obviously survived because they stayed behind where they lived, but That must have been hell for them. It must be yeah. hell for them like, to think they're here and they're not. Yeah, exactly. And it, obviously religious beliefs and opinions and can very much divide people. Yeah. And very very much of the time it can turn ugly. Mm-hmm. But no one deserves to die like that. Definitely no, it not. doesn't. No, 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 no. Good one. Thank you. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. 
Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we are back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... The person who I stole the case of the person who suggested. Oh, yeah. I was thinking, what are you talking about? (laughs) I was like, (laughs) I want this. And you were like, fine, fuck off. So Michelle sent us a few messages on Instagram. And in one of the messages, she suggested this topic because she has a very close connection to a missionary that was murdered while serving abroad. Mm -hmm. So it was her cousin from South Africa who was a missionary in Kabul, Afghanistan, and he was killed by the Taliban. Oh. Yes. So the missionaries I am talking about this episode were related to one of our listeners, like I said, and they were working with the Partnership in Academics PAD program who operate under the Pure Charity umbrella. Okay. PAD serves in Central Asia and the Middle East to empower society through transformational community development in education and rural development. Basically, what that boils down to is they are very, very strong Christians who go to spread the word Mm -hmm. of Christianity, but also have educational programs where they're teaching people different languages, they're teaching people different skill sets, they're providing other services to these communities to try and bolster up the health and happiness of these okay. communities so it's not just about religion yeah but it is very That's strongly really based in it yeah so Werner grunwald i don't know if i'm saying that exactly right i think that's pretty good was born in johannesburg south africa on 31st of july 1968 and was the youngest of three boys so I don't know how familiar people are with South Africans, Mm -hmm. but there is what they call Boer South African. Okay. So a Boer South African is like old school Dutch. Okay. More often than not, they only speak Dutch. They always have, they always wear the same stuff. They wear khaki shorts. They wear like a plain top and like a khaki jacket and a hat. Okay. And they are strong manly men like just very like gruff very lovely people don't get me wrong but But don't mess with them don't mess with Mm. them like a boer is very proud of his dutch heritage Mm. possibly doesn't have a lot of time for all the new age stuff that's going on more often than not will own a farm okay just but very old-fashioned dutch okay africans so old-fashioned values very old-fashioned values more often than not very very religious okay very very involved in church Mm -hmm. so in 1990 he married hannah lee and seven years later became a pastor at the moralita park dutch reformed church in pretoria is the capital of south africa Mm mm-hmm In 2002, Werner received a calling to do cross-cultural work in Afghanistan. Okay. By this time, he and Hanali had had two children, a son named Jean-Pierre and a daughter named Rode, R-H-O-D-E. Oh, very nice. That's a nice name. It's a lovely name. Yeah. So while Werner continued his work with PAD in Kabul, Afghanistan, Hanali worked as a doctor at a local clinic. Cool. So she would work two days a week and Mm -hmm. homeschool the kids the rest of the time. Wow. Mm -hmm. 
So the family lived and worked in Kabul for 12 years, mm-hmm. always spreading the word of their faith and trying to help the community. Mm-hmm. Hannah Lee typically saw patients on a Sunday, one of her days that she worked, and had Saturdays off. However, at the last minute on November 29th, 2014, she was asked to work the Saturday instead. So she went in and worked at the clinic all day. Oh, that was good of her. Mm-hmm. As she was leaving work later around 4 p.m. back at the compound where the family lived, three Taliban gunmen stormed the gates after a suicide bomber self-detonated. Oh. I kind of said that wrong. There were three of them in total. Okay. One of them was a suicide bomber. Okay. But they all had guns. It's very confusing. So Hanalee drove up to find the area blocked off by the Afghan police after she came home from work. Okay. She couldn't get into the compound. The fight was still going on inside. They could still hear gunshots going on. Oh, shit. It wasn't until 11.30 that night, so she had to to wait out there until 11.30 at night, (gasps) that she discovered 46-year-old Werner, 17-year-old Jean-Pierre, and 15-year-old Rode had all been killed by the gunmen. Oh, no. And the house was burned to the ground. Oh. So they were killed while trying to escape the gunmen. They were shot while running away. (gasps) Yeah. Jean-Pierre, who is homeschooled along with his sister, Rode by Hanalee, was planning on studying in America, and he loved mountain biking around Kabul with his father. Apparently, there were amazing mountain bike areas. You wouldn't think, like, when you think Kabul, Afghanistan, you just think war. No, exactly, and you don't think about it in that sense. Yeah, but Mm -hmm. there was, like, amazing Mm -hmm. scenery and stuff Mm -hmm. for them. I've heard that Afghanistan is actually beautiful. Yeah, Yeah. Werner was teaching locals Greek and Hebrew through his seminary. And he would do that so that they could read the source Bible sources okay. themselves uh-huh. in the in the language that they were written. Uh-huh. But it's, I mean, teaching anyone another language is is always helpful. Yeah. Hanalee found comfort after this with her friends and family. She struggled to get home for a while because all her documents had been burned. In oh, the fire. Of course, in the fire. So yeah, oh, that would she, be a nightmare. She had to travel to an embassy <gasps> and try and get you know that herself sorted and then get back yeah. to South Africa. And the South African government, I mean, uh, South Africans will tell you, trying to get documents uh-huh. is not a quick process. No. I mean, I've heard that. They will go missing for a long time. Mm-hmm. And if you try and chase them, they'll go missing even longer. Oh, God. <laughs> like, they're just, they're a nightmare. Yeah. So, one of her close friends was a man named Hans. Hannes. Hans? Hannes? I don't know. I don't know how to say it. It's always a Dutch way, and I just never know quite how to say it. Mm-hmm. I would say Hannes, but how's mm. it spelled? H a n n e s. H a n n e s. Yeah, mm. nice. Yeah, and he had a daughter around the same age as Rhodes had been. Okay. Eight months of friendship later, it developed into a romance. Okay. And as she is putting her life back together again, she is now in a relationship with this man. Oh, lovely! So she's found love again. Oh, that's nice. She wrote a book, which is on. Amazon, Good. I believe. And she continues to trust in her faith and to do God's work. She fully believes this is all part of God's plan. And, you know, this is something, I mean, they're very, very strong faith. This yeah. People. And her faith's probably got her through a lot of definitely like, grief. Yeah. I think she obviously struggled with yeah. what, oh, yeah, why it happened. And that's yeah. why she wrote the book. But yeah, she seems to be healing and, you know. And has found happiness again. found happiness that's again. That's lovely. That's really nice. So all three attackers were killed, one by a suicide bombing. Uh-huh. first one and then two by gunfire okay. in the in the exchange and i've got a long list of sources so i got uh, a lot of this from the mail and guardian south africa article on 30th of november 2014 
an Eyewitness News article from 2014, a World Watch Monitor article, article from 2nd of December 2014, a Foreign Policy article from the 3rd of December 2014, and then there was something called Love After Darkness, which was basically talking about the book that okay. Hanley wrote, huh? and that was from 29th of December 2016. Good one. Thank, thank you, you to Michelle for that suggestion yeah, also. thank you, Michelle. And it's a shame that your cousin, you know, passed away that way. It's very yeah, sad. It's it's very, very sad. Yeah. I did ask her to try and dig for more information. I'm so bad. I'm like, give me more. I was just wanting to know, like, his childhood and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. And, like, what as drove much him. background as possible is always good, isn't it? Yeah, and what drove him to missionary work. But she doesn't really know that much. So she was trying yeah. to harass her other family members. But... <laughs> I don't, she hasn't. She didn't get managed to get back to me in time for the podcast recording. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very sad. It is really sad. Yeah, but a good one. Thank you. Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we're back. We're back. And who are we picking? Um, not yours. No, not mine. No one <laughs> wants to be burned alive in a car. There's literally no debate in this no. one. And like... we've discussed this before in a previous case. Someone, someone, mm-hmm. someone else. Cause obviously, that's my fear as well. Yeah, yeah. As yeah. discussed, but being trapped somewhere, mm-hmm. burning, and not able to get out. Yeah, yeah. That pretty much doesn't get any worse for me. No. So it's a no from me. And I the mean, fact that the kids were there too, oh. trying to protect your children from this, and plus there's people. Blocking all your exits with weapons, like you're mm-hmm. literally having to choose which. And there's way you like want fifty die. people surrounding the car. So scary. So no, no, that's um, that's not what I'm picking. Yeah, I mean, it would have been terrifying for Werner and his yes. two children running yeah. away, trying to find cover, uh-huh. and then being killed. And there's no escape there, really, is there? There is no yeah. escape. No, there is no escape. Yeah, it's a shame. And you know, like South Africa, there, there's obviously a lot of shootings in South Africa, and you know, there's a lot of like break-ins to like housing complexes and stuff like that. And it's very scary there as well. Uh-huh. You know, people are very worried about that. Yeah. They have gates on everything and, you know, like guns and all of that stuff. Uh-huh. So it's not like they aren't used to that threat. Yeah. They would have been used to that threat. But there's no suicide bombers there. But though. there's no suicide bombers. Yeah. And they mm. moved there, like... I, With I, the best intentions? Well, yeah. Mm. And I, I think that... A, I think apartheid might have still been in place in South Africa when they moved. Mm-hmm. I can't remember when it exactly ended, but it either had just ended or it was about to end. Mm. Like it wasn't, it wasn't as dangerous it is, as it is these days. Yeah. So they maybe weren't as prepared mm. as the people would be today. I know. But yeah, I mean, they lived there for 12 years. Why would they think anything? I know exactly. And it's, it's such a shame that a family move like that with the best intentions. Yeah. And have nothing but like goodness in their soul, and yeah. want to take care of people and help people, and yeah. uh, and then that happens. Yeah, that and I mean, Hannah Lee bucked the trend a little bit, you know, like women in Afghanistan, they they aren't allowed to drive, they, mm. you know, but she would dress traditionally, yeah, and she would blend in in that regard. She yeah. did drive a car, yeah, it was respectful, yeah, yeah. she was respectful uh-huh. enough, and she, you know, she would drive a car to the clinic and stuff, uh-huh. but she would she would dress appropriately for the for the community as yeah. would her daughter, you know, and it wasn't they weren't 
they weren't flipping their fingers up yeah at tradition no definitely not but it was the christianity and the taliban obviously didn't appreciate yeah what was going that's on that's not yeah that's not going to be approved by them is it no it's not and and, and hats off to them because i, I wouldn't do that because i'd be scared oh i definitely wouldn't well, do i that. wouldn't i wouldn't put myself in that situation i'd no. be scared but they believe they're there for a greater cause yeah and um, that, that obviously rises above that and they, yeah. they feel their intentions supersede whatever they feel very strongly on. about yeah. it in their faith and i think that a lot of churches especially like evangelical or like really really strong strict faiths when they speak about missionary work mm. they are exposed to that from children and it sounds amazing and probably is amazing yeah you know, it probably is a really amazing experience to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. But they're raised believing in that. And, yeah. you know, f- to them, it just seemed like the right thing to do. Yeah. Whereas for you and I, who were not raised with that. No. We're like, fuck that shit. No, There's we bugs. wouldn't ever be able to see that with <laughs> conviction. Like, no. Yeah. No. Whereas it, 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 it is pretty much drummed into them from a young age. Yeah. Like, you know, maybe that's the wrong term of phrase, but they are very much exposed to it. Exposed to it. And they, they believe that existence is... For the greater good. Yeah. 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 And they did. I mean, she was working at a bloody clinic. I know, absolutely. Yeah. And then went in on her day off. Yeah. Went in on her day off. But in hindsight, if she hadn't done that, she would have been killed. She would have been killed as yeah. well. So obviously, I mean, she believes in God's purpose and all mm-hmm. of that. And, you know, that's... that's and she great. was doing a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. She she went to help out. Yeah. Yeah. And many... And, and it is interesting, Faith, because many people have faith in their life mm. from as you see from from their young and from their yeah. family background and stuff but i've known many people to find faith in te- in times of grief yeah uh, and and find religion in whatever shape or form be at church or chapel or a mosque or whatever you want whatever mm-hmm. you want to do and they they found it at that point in their life and it's really helped the grieving process yeah uh, which I, I find really interesting that that they find some sort of salvation from that yeah i think yeah watching you know especially like my family my auntie ruth when she passed away last year her wake mm-hmm. was conversion oh really yeah oh um which i didn't tell my ex at the time <laughs> yeah that wouldn't have gone down well. that wouldn't have gone down well but it was really quite funny watching his face yes no like it was and you could just see like there was more happiness than devastation yeah which was difficult for me to understand because i don't i don't feel that same strength of conviction you know Mm -hmm. my beliefs are there but i don't Mm -hmm. i don't feel the need to go convert people yeah yeah you know Mm -hmm. or to influence anybody else's Mm -hmm. beliefs Mm -hmm. but it was good to see like how it can affect people it can affect people it's really nice to see like her children and grandchildren while sad were not devastated yeah yeah. Yeah, because they believe there's a higher power and a reason for it yeah. happening. Yeah. Uh, and in a way, that might make it easier to deal with. Exactly. Uh, in a way, and it might answer a lot of questions for them. Whereas for us, we don't quite understand or comprehend that, and we'll go to these things and think, "Why did this happen?" Yeah. Uh, and we don't have that sort of same level of sort of understanding there. We just yeah. don't have it. Yeah. Exactly. So I, I, I'm full of respect for people that have faith and oh yeah, definitely, and that believe in. And and I don't really have an opinion either way because I don't feel strongly enough about it. Yeah, like, yeah, as yeah. you say, I don't feel drawn to it in any way at all. But that's, I mean, that might happen for me later on in life. Exactly. You never know. Exactly. But I don't, I'm not religious as such. Yeah. I don't feel drawn to it yeah. yet. But 
full of respect for people that do. Exactly. And people that go to church on a Sunday and or chapel or mosques or are highly involved in, in whatever religion. But it's not something that's grabbed me as yet. My favourite thing on a Sunday morning, if I'm driving, is to see the little old people walking into church. Oh, and, th- and they're, they're so, so smart. They always they're, dress beautifully. I know. I see, there's people, there's quite a big church community here where I live, and I see them going out and they've got their best clothes on. The man's got the best suit. Yeah. His wife next to him's got like her pedals on and her yeah. best handbag. And they just, and you think, hats off to them and it's 10 o'clock on a Sunday and I'm not even in my pyjamas I know but you know that's just that's just a generational thing though yeah, isn't it yeah, yeah. but you think oh they just look and you, I, I'm full of admiration and respect for uh-huh. them I really am and you think that's something that they look forward to each week though oh they're just so they're just oh they're so adorable I just they want are. to jump out of my car and snuggle them like, uh-huh. they're all just so fucking cute I know and yeah. I, I just I, I just think I'm full of respect because I just think that is that is a a, a massive highlight and a generational thing for me. Yeah, yeah because I think it's the last generation yeah, that will be like that. Yeah, and I don't that see. Just yeah, makes me so happy to see. Them. I know it really does, and yeah. and I think good for you. Like the, mm-hmm. and I love the way that church is a community for many mm-hmm. many people. Yeah, and religion is a community as such. But I remember when I was younger, like people from my street used to go to like church or chapel, and they would go to like the service. But they would love to hang back afterwards and have like afternoon Coffee tea and, and stuff together. Yeah, yeah, yeah and it was yeah. really nice. Yeah. And as a community and it is a friendship there as well. And it is really nice to see. Went, and it still goes on, which is lovely. I went to a church in Canada, Chilliwack, mm-hmm. after I had my kids. Mm-hmm. And the pastor was just super, super cool. And we would all go back to somebody's house and just have a barbecue afterwards. Oh, and the pastor so would be cool. like there having a beer and having like the yeah. thing. And we just bless it and whatever. And uh-huh. yeah, it was like, it was really laid back and cool. And that was like... That was a church that had a great vibe. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one you're going to be more open to. Exactly. Because it's more real in yeah. terms of life, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but interesting subject. That was good. Yeah, it was. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you. And we'll be back next week. We will. 2022. It's back coming. for more. Yeah. Yes, we'll be back for more. Indeed. Thank you for joining us once again. Yes, and please go listen, rate, review. Yes, please. Go listen to our old episodes, give them some five stars, give us a like, give us a follow. Yes, and tell yes. your friends and your family oh, yeah, and your pets. Too. Oh yeah, <laughs> send us pet photos for fuck's sake. <laughs> and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Witch Murderer is hosted by Spreaker and is recorded in a secret location in Scotland. You can find us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Email us at witchmurderer at gmail.com or visit our website at witchmurderer.com We are also on Instagram, Reddit and Twitter. Just look for the at witchmurderer account or hashtag. You can join the debate on our Facebook page and group interacting with other listeners or the Witchmurderer team. Our theme music is Kill Me Again by Blue Bend. Our artwork was produced by Wild Creations at Fiverr.com <laughs>